Today, I gave you a hint what I want to speak on. Kingdom people is what I want to speak on. We are kingdom people. That's what I want to speak on. The title, I'm going to take uh, the verse today is from Luke 17, 20. I'm going to start there. I'm going to go all over the place, so you'll have to bear with me. I'm sorry, but there's no... Uh, no screen, it's just me, so I'm sorry, but if you want to listen, please do. So Luke 17, 20, and Jesus says this. The kingdom of God does not come by observation, nor will they say, here he is, or sorry, sorry, start again, David. The kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is within you. Praise God. Glory. The kingdom of God is within you. It's a fundamental. I'm going to read. I want to read some footnotes because you need to understand. I think because a lot recently we're talking about kingdom, aren't we? We've now got King Charles, which I mentioned to start, and then we have a queen who's died. We believe that she's going to be with Jesus. Because she was the head of the Church of England. She loved the Lord, as we know. And she went to church. And she was the head of the church. Now we have a new king. But I want to talk about the kingdom that we are in. Because we are subjects of the king. In the kingdom of God. And that's why I, I wanted that verse. That verse I just read. The kingdom of God is within you. Having said that. Having said that. We are still seeking the kingdom. Every day. I'm seeking the kingdom of God. I hope you are as well. We're still seeking. Though we're in the kingdom of God, we're seeking the kingdom of God. It's a thing that we've got to seek. God said, seek ye... Oh, I'm jumping words. So we're still seeking, yet we're on in the kingdom of God, yet we're still seeking. If you turn to Matthew... I said I'm going all over the place. Matthew 7... Matthew chapter 7, 7 to 12 says this. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Or what man is there among you who has a son and asks for bread? Will not give him? A, will he give him a stone? No. If he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If then you, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do to them also. For this is the law and the prophets. The three things that it says: ask, seek, and you'll find. Knock. Sorry. And that's things we do in the kingdom of God. Are you asking? Are you seeking? Are you knocking? I'm going to ask you at Christmas morning. Are you doing those things? Because they're the things we need to be doing. Asking. Uh, what is asking? I know asking is we, we are told to ask. We're told to seek. And we're told to knock. To ask is to ask, you know, Lord, it's to pray, isn't it? To go and seek, to seek him out. And to knock, Lord, I've got this, you know, 
sought the Lord. I say this as I sought the Lord. He answered me, delivered me from a bit. It's seeking God. And I believe God wants us to seek him more. Kingdom people to seek the kingdom of God. God wants us to seek. The first point was to say, the kingdom of God is within you. It's my first point. The kingdom is in you. Jesus said, and didn't the Pharisees know, you're not far from the kingdom. We have entered into the kingdom of God. We are in the kingdom of God now, in a sense, because the king, his Holy Spirit lives within me and in you. The kingdom of God is within us. Praise God. And I said, seek, sorry, ask, seek, and find, you'll knock and you'll find, you know. Matthew, another, Matthew 6, 33, I want to read this to you. It says this. This is a verse. I expect everybody sitting in this room will have heard this voice, read this verse, listened to this verse, meditated on this verse. I guarantee it, because it's something you must have heard a lot of times over. I have in my Christian walk. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Seek again. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. That is our priority. That is what we need to do. Prioritize is seek first the kingdom of God. Every believer is to seek the kingdom of God. Lord, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? Who do you want me to minister to? What, what have you got for me to do? It's seeking first the kingdom of God. It's those things. It's fundamental. It's a priority in your heart and my heart. Is we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. As a child of God, God is saying, prioritize that. Seek me. Ask. And it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. Matthew 6.10. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I'm sure we all know that verse. When was the last time you joined the prayer meeting on a Tuesday night? When was the last time you skipped a meal to pray? They're kingdom things. When was the last time you put the effort? Yes, I will come and pray on a Tuesday evening. Yes, I will skip a meal because I know the needs of the people around me or whatever it is you are praying. Let's skip a meal and pray and seek first the kingdom of God. They're fundamental things. Kingdom come. You know, God wants us to the kingdom people. And if anything's going to happen, the only going to happen if we seek God and pray and believe that God wants to do things. It's not, a, you know, we, we need to seek the kingdom of God first, honestly, folks. We really, really do at this time we're in. We need to seek the king, the kingdom. We are kingdom people. You know, we really, really need to seek first the kingdom of God. We're at that stage of life. The time bomb is clicking away. Am I getting old and so are you? Time, our destiny on this earth, what Jesus has given us a life to live, is going away. Second by second. But seek ye first the kingdom. Because the things, the things that we seek, when we seek God, we're seeking eternal things. We're not seeking something, thinking, sorry, seeking something that's just a fad or a phase or anything. It's eternal things we're doing. It's eternal work. What we're doing. We come to Jesus, we're doing eternal things, not things that are going to just last for a season or a month or a time, like the seasons come and go. They're eternal. 
the things that are wrought in God, what God's doing in your life, eternal. The testimony that Tim gave, that is a reality, what God is doing in one's life. God is at work by his Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Kingdom people. John 15. Well-known well passage again. I'm going to read John 15, 1 to 8. I am the vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Mm. Not a nice verse to be reading if you feel you're getting chopped off a bit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I will abide in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Mmm, interesting one. Every one of us goes for a pruning season when God cuts back. Because that vine, obviously in the natural, the vine's going to get grapes on it. So the vine dresser has to chop all the dead leaves and things and come along. And sometimes in our lives, God has to chop things off so that we bear more fruit. Because what's with God is not doing us any good or it's stifling our Christian walk. Where we're going, what we're doing, what we're seeing, you know, what we might see with our eyes or ears is maybe hindering our walk with the Lord. And God has to prune us back. If you want fruit, I'm telling you, the only fruit tree I know you don't prune is a plum tree because all the sap comes out and it all goes like golden syrup all down it and it kills it. And you get a thing called silver leaf. But most things, if you want fruit, you prune it. You have to prune it back to produce more grapes, more apples. More pears, more whatever, the, you know, what it is. I'm sure. I don't know about olives. I'm not sure. I don't know. But for most fruit trees, you prune it back to produce more fruit. I'm sure the pruning's not easy. The tree, you know, I know the plum tree don't like it because I've seen it. And I was the boy, naughty boy, who pruned the plum tree when he was a child. And Dad told me off. You don't do that because you kill it. <laughs> you get silver leaf. And all the leaves sort of go, instead of nice, they all crawl up like that. So pruning is not an easy one. But it has to be done if you want fruit in your life and my life. The pruning has to go on. None of us like, I don't think anybody likes pruning. I can't see you do. But it's God's pro, it's God, the process that God wants to do in our lives to bring more fruit of God and godliness and all the things about Jesus in you and I have to be done by pruning back pruning back that you'll be more like him in my words of so Jesus said my words abide in you if you abide in me and my words abide in you ask what you desire and it shall be done for you again it's an ask I've mentioned earlier I said to you ask you've got to be asking seeking you'll find knock the door shall be opened unto you pruning maybe God needs to do some pruning in our lives so that the fruit what he speaks of will come forth 
He's looking for fruit in my life, in your life. God is looking for fruit. That's really the substance, fruit. Another verse, Hebrews 12. Hebrews chapter 12, and read this to you. Because we just talked about pruning. Now I'm going to try and explain it from Hebrews. says in verse 3, this is Hebrews chapter 12, verse 3 to 8. For consider him who endured sin, such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Right? For you have not resisted to shed bloodshed, having strived against sin, and you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as sons. This is, the, this is the crux of it all. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom the father doesn't chasten? But if you are without chastening or without which all have par become partakers, then you are illegitimate, not sons. Furthermore, we had human fathers who corrected us and we paid them respect. Shall we know not much more be readily be in subjection to the Father of spirits and live. For they indeed for a few days chastised us or chastened us as seemed best to them. But he for our profit that we may be partakers of his holiness. Now no chastening seems to be joyful. No. For the present but painful. Nevertheless afterward it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness. See the peaceable fruit of righteousness. The pruning back in your life and my life. Brings forth righteousness. There's a bit of pain. Sometimes you have to go through that pain, pain process. Good God wants to produce righteousness in us, cutting back things. We're being trained. We all, every one of us will go through that. That passage I've read, I can guarantee 100% you're going to go through that passage in your life. 100% guarantee. We all will. Because we're sons and daughters of the King of Kings, Lord of Lords. And he will chasten us. He will chastise us. He will correct us. He will say all those things to us because he wants to see fruit. In our lives, peaceable fruit of righteousness. The righteousness. Hallelujah. Glory. Of course, righteousness and holiness. Paul says this in Philippians chapter 1. And another scripture to share with you. And I pray this, Paul says, and, I, and this I pray that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment. And that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offence to the day of Christ. Being filled with the fruits of righteousness which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. So again, being filled with the fruits of righteousness. Fruits of righteousness, being filled with those fruits. We know in Galatians, I'll go there in a minute, it talks about being filled with fruits of righteousness. But this is something that's evident in a Christian life. Because it's, it's graces, God's grace, right? The fruit of the Spirit, there are nine, it says there are nine graces, right? And I'll read this now, I'm going to go from the 
Galatians, bear with me. Law of the Bible. <laughs> right. Says this. Yes, we're starting at, um, sorry, Galatians 5, 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit, so this is a fruit, again, fruit. Remember fruit. We looked on trees, we looked at the, the, um, the grapevine, the grapes growing, you prune it back, and you know, and then we get more fruit. But these are called graces. I mean, this is in Galatians uh, 5, 22, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is joy, sorry, is love, joy, Peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such there is no law. So it's a fruit. So in the Christian life, in your or my life, those fruits will be evident in our life. The fruit of the Spirit. Those fruits are graces, the gifts God's given us. The fruit. The manifestation of those things in one's life as Christian, you know. We are to be loving one another. Joy. Peace. Long-suffering. I'm sure many of you have been long-suffering with me. I'm probably not easy sometimes to get on with. And, you know, kindness, faithfulness. God wants all these things are fruits in our lives. Fruits in our lives, yeah. Hebrews 12, 28. And this is the verse really I want to also center on today. This, I believe God spoke to me about this verse. And this is before we went away on holiday, actually. <clears throat> Hebrews 12, 28. Read. This is my third point. I'm going to read this. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, glory to God, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably and with reverence and godly fear. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom, wow, we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. The next verse says, right, God is consuming fire. We are receiving a kingdom. Wow. And you know what? It lasts longer than 70 years. It's eternal. Woohoo! You and I are receiving a kingdom. Think about it. Think about what I'm saying. You and I are receiving the kingdom. Wow. It's eternal. Yes, we've been sad this week. I watched and Viv did, and I'm sure most of you watched the ceremony of the Queen's funeral on Monday. And it was a sad occasion. I went outside afterwards. Very peaceful and quiet. We was in the Lake District in Ambleside. I don't know what it was like down here. Very quiet. Not many shops open, went down the town afterwards. Look, not many people about either. Just thought of being, I'm a nosy person, right? So I thought, I'll go and have a look to see how quiet it was. And it was quiet. Solemn. Lots of places closed. There's only a few places open. But we're receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Wow. Glory to God. Let's think about it. The kingdom of God cannot be shaken. Wow. I'm going to read a psalm now to you. Psalm 145. 
Instead of you all over the place. It says this. One four five, yeah, Psalm one four five thirteen, and it says this: Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Your dominion endures throughout all generations. Oh, your kingdom is everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures throughout all generations. It's an everlasting kingdom. You know, we were sad. We have seen one departure. Did did any of you notice a lot? Some things really significant things we saw we'd never seen before on the television. When the when the when the the coffin was brought forward. I don't know if it was in Westminster Chapel, it was in which one it was in, when they took the scepter off, they unbolted it, and the authority, and it was placed at the back, on the altar at the back of the church. Because it had passed on. The authority the queen had, the scepter, had moved and put it on the, on the high altar, I think it was, where they took it. I thought, that was moving when I saw that. You shake your dinner. Did everyone see that? Did you? Wow. Jesus said, the scepter is king, is a scepter of righteousness. He's got that. Oh, just when it, I, I don't know about you. When I watch things like that, I have to look with spiritual eyes to see my king, Jesus, what he refers to me as a Christian in his kingdom. That's, and that's how I see it, a lot of it. I'm looking at this imagery that's before me. He's the king. Of, and those things he represents, see? Jesus, oh, we'll go there in a minute. Wow, praise God. Yeah, woo. Hallelujah. Get excited because... I saw it. I saw it in my eyes like you did. And he took the, unbolted the scepter and he put it up there, which represented authority. The crown was put on there, represented the reign. It's over. But our king's reign will never end. It's eternal. We saw it being moved. Jesus is eternal. Get happy this morning. Get excited. Your eternal life can never. You're in the kingdom of God. You're a subject of the king. You can never lose it. You've got it. Woo! It's a kingdom that's eternal. It's never going to fade away. And I just thought that was interesting imagery when we're watching something. We're seeing it pass from one to another. We're seeing it from the queen and now and her body has been put in the vault. And we've seen the power going from one will be invested in her son, King Charles III. Just interesting. I just, wow, this is fascinating stuff. I was glued to the box. I don't know if any of you, I was. I had to watch it. I've never seen it before. I've never seen it. None of you have seen anybody else but Queen Elizabeth II, have you? Because we're not old enough. Oh, sorry, Eve. Eve has. Sorry, apologize. Only one or two in here probably have. I haven't. No? No. No nods. That's all we know. But we're seeing that passing on, that authority. I'll tell you what I noticed, another thing, when I um, couldn't get out of my mind, couldn't get away from this. It speaks of Jesus being the cornerstone in the Bible, doesn't it? He is the cornerstone, the whole building is joined together. You and I are joined together the cornerstone. Jesus has placed the cornerstone. So when I'm in the Lake District, right, I'm walking around, and loads and loads of buildings, might be as big as this or a house, always have a big lump rock in the corner. I noticed it wherever I went. And the cornerstone, remind me, cornerstone, cornerstone. Because they're built, they're not built with little tiny pebbles. They've got this massive great boulder. It's probably as solid as big as one of those chairs in one big lump of rock. And you wouldn't pick it up, nor do I. And it was a cornerstone. It was going up the corners, up the corners. That's interesting, the corner. You and me are, you know, we're connected to Jesus. He's our cornerstone. Hallelujah. 
I'll read that. I'm going to read the verse for that. Here. Go to Peter. Praise the Lord, yeah. But I just, this, it really got me about, if that's why I want to talk about kingdom, because we've seen a kingdom change to someone else. We don't know how long Charles will reign for, do we? We don't know. He's 73 already. We don't know. Nobody knows. The Lord knows. We don't. Whoa. I'm going to read this to you. Got to read this. Got to read this. So it's uh, 1 Peter 2, 1 to 9. Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word. Well, I've seen that in my home a lot now recently. Got two children. One's now still on the bottle. One isn't. And they, give me that milk. Give me that milk. Don't they? I've seen Noah. And I've seen Jack. Give me that milk now. And you don't shut him up till you give him that milk. He won't shut up till you get that milk. Dave, have you seen that in Ross? Jared? Yeah. Don't shut up till you give him the milk. They're so desirous of that milk. You and I need to be so desirous of the pure milk of the word as those babies are. Well, if you're not, you need to be. Because you need to be desirous of that word. That pure milk of the word, you'll grow thereby. If indeed you've tasted that the Lord is gracious, yes, he is. Coming to him as a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. You also... You also are living stones on being built up a spiritual house. Whoa. A holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Therefore, it also contain in scripture. Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious. And he who believes on him will be no means put to shame. Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious. But to those who are disobedient... The stone which the builders have rejected has become the chief cornerstone. And a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble being disobedient to the word to which they were appointed. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Whoa. A holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praise of him who's called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You're a royal priesthood. You're called royalty now. You and I are royal. That's what the Bible says. No, I'm not making it up. It's there. Read it for yourself when you get home. If you haven't got a Bible. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Whoa. The Bible talks to us being kings and priests unto our God. Hallelujah. Praise God. We're kings and priests to our God. A holy nation. Jesus is the cornerstone. So image, I like seeing imagery. I don't know what you're like. I have to see like that. That's the way God sometimes speaks to me through things. Imagery. I see a rock and I see, yeah, you know. Oh, I'm in the lake just right. There's a big rock. It's a mountain. And, and you know, well, where does my help come? My help comes to the Lord. Make of him another. And the mountain. I look at things and see God in it. I don't know if you do. Do you? Or is it just me? David, just me. The creator in the creation, you see it, you can't. I mean, it's all right, it's a fallen world we live in because of sin. We know the disruption that sin came in the world, but we still see the creator in the things we look at. I do, I can't, you know. I look at a majestic oak, wow, God, you made that, it's phenomenal. And I look at that lovely mountain going up out of the sky, and you made that, wow, and you formed it. And I get, you know, I just, wow, God's in it.
Praise the Lord, yeah. Jesus, our cornerstone. He is my cornerstone, your cornerstone. Glory to God. You know, we are being built up. You also are living stones being built up. A spiritual house. We are a spiritual house. A, a holy priesthood. To offer up spiritual sacrifices except of God for Jesus Christ. We're to offer those up. Spiritual sacrifices, things that we do for him in our lives, offering up. We have, we have a new head of state, King Charles, I've mentioned already the third. He is receiving the kingdom of the British Isles. He has been going, if you've noticed, I've noticed, watching TV, he's been going up and down the country over the last week or two weeks, being proclaimed a king. And so he is, rightly so. He's 73 years old. At the start of his king, at the start of his kingdom. God bless him. His mother, the Queen Elizabeth II, reigned for 70 years till the age of 96. The point is, death ends their reign. Death ends their reign. But Jesus' reign is eternal. His kingdom has no end. Woo! You and I, as kingdom subjects, as kingdom people, have entered that. Yes, we will part from this world. Yes, this body will decay. But we have a, a glorious future, eternal, in the heavens, Peter talks of. We have a glorious, you know. So I'm a royalist, I've got to admit it. I like watching the king and the queen, all that stuff. Well, you know, I, I, that's me, right? You don't have to be just me, right? Not all of us will be, right? Doesn't matter, right? But what I'm trying to say is the kingdom of God is eternal. And you are receiving that kingdom now. When we go, it's done. That is it. We're going before the judgment of Christ. It's finished. But now, in this world, we are receiving the kingdom of God in our lives. You and I. So this morning, I'm going to finish, wrap this up. But I want to impress on you. If you're not seeking, well, seek. Please come on a Tuesday to the prayer meeting. Because we need to see the kingdom of God more powerfully in this church. We need to see God work in our lives. You know, oh, oh, I, I, I put my hand up. Listen, everyone. I probably haven't done it. I probably need to. I haven't fasted for years. I used to do it in my old church I was in. Maybe we need to fast and seek the kingdom of God. Maybe we need to. I put my hand up. I'm, I'm just, you know, I know it wasn't preached in this church years ago. And I know some of you might have, I'm not sure if it's right, but you can read it. It's in the Bible. It's in there. It talks a lot about it. We need to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. We are kingdom subjects. The king, whoa, eternal, the things we do. So, I mean, again, the queen has 70 years reign. Charles, we don't know how long he's going to have. But what we're doing is eternal. Eternal. What you're doing in the kingdom is eternal. It's not going to last forever. Ever and ever and ever, Jesus said. Shall not perish, but what did John 3, 16? Shall not perish, but have everlasting life. You and I. Just, as, to me, there's no comparison. <laughs> God bless our royal family, yes. But the kingdom that you and I are subject entered into is eternal. It's far greater than any kingdom in this world. The kingdom that you've entered into is far greater than anything you could ever think. Of anyone, previous king, future king, anyone, nothing stands like the kingdom of God and it won't it'll fall. All kingdoms will fall, but his kingdom is eternal. Whoa. And you are a subject of the king this morning. The kingdom of God has started, didn't they? Kingdom of God is within you. Wow.
And I finished by saying, you are a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Whoa, you are a royal priesthood, a holy nation. His own special people that you may proclaim the praise of him who called you out of darkness into his marvellous light this morning. Wow. You know. Wow. Wow, Jesus. Lord, we thank you that you called us into your kingdom for times such as this. And I pray that you would guide and lead each one of us in your paths of righteousness for your name's sake. Your word says you lead us, Lord. I pray this morning, look, as we go home, those listening online, Lord, we know we pray for guidance of your spirit. Lord. We thank you that we are your subjects. Thank you, Lord, that you are the chief cornerstone and holding all this building together. And we are living stones being built into that. I thank you, everyone in this church is a living stone placed into that building. And Lord, cemented with your love in between each one. And Father, we just pray, Lord, this week, be with us all. Be with those who've got difficult situations going on in their lives. Uh, issues, Lord, that are hard to face, Lord, facing up to things. Lord, we pray for your presence, your, your peace to be with us as we go home, Lord, we pray. Thank you, never leave us, Lord. Thank you, yeah, you are with us wherever we go. And your kingdom is within each one of us. And we take you wherever we go. Lord, we're never alone because you are with us wherever we go. You are there. And we pray this week, be with us all, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.